0: Just, just be kind to one another. Just, just, just be kind. Just just do or it. Just be kind. It's not
1: that hard. It's just...
0: Just, just a smile. Just be kind. Tap on the back.
1: Oh, that's too much. Contact.
0: Uh, to, uh, Keep to, to, me in. Oh, a Bluetooth. tap. What we do here is go back, 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 back.
1: Back.
0: And we are
1: back. with another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. Recording on the 25th of November 2021. It's been it's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been on a little hiatus. This is season 3, the weekly brew 18. Uh yeah, we we took a couple of weeks off. There were some things on, some busy times, some other life matters to attend to, but we're back. We're back with a vengeance, um, and and ready to to crack open a few beers to talk about what's been happening the last few weeks. Uh, it could be quite a long episode, depending on how much we have to catch up on. Uh, but yeah, Matt and I haven't haven't really caught up that much in in the last few weeks, so we're we're looking forward to to spitting some memories. That didn't really work, but that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say chewing the fat, I and mean, then chewing the fat is just such a I, gross yeah, I don't saying. Know yeah i agree anyway uh we'll move on very quickly from that blunder into (laughs) brulette uh it is week 26 of brulette and look i i had a little boo-boo i forgot my beer (laughs) i left it elsewhere didn't bring it but i have allowed myself to select a uh a 330ml a or 440ml craft beer can from uh, a certain fridge that I have access to that has not been on the show before, and I'll give myself a little pass. But <laughs> it is a slightly uh, not intended beer from my end this week. Nevertheless, we will play the game as designed. Uh, have you got a beer, sir? I do. It's in my hand, ready to go. Excellent. Well, in that case, on the count of three, let us both say what kind of beer we'll be we drinking today. Three, two, one. Hazy IPA.
0: Hazy. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You know, look, the thing is, is that when you said you were getting it out of dad's fridge, uh, I was like, yep, definitely not going to be the same beer. (laughs) I've got a very eclectic, uh, well, not eclectic. I've got a, a very different beer today. Um. A very different beer. I'll start off. I'll start off with what I've got. Uh, Urbanaut, once yep. again, the brewery. We've I've had an Urbanaut before. It is a uh, Auckland brewery up here. Um, it is a raspberry Lamington hazy IPA.
1: Weird. Is craft
0: beer going too far? We answer the question next. <laughs> and yeah, we basically it's this is they're saying it's just a salute uh, to. To that dessert, to a delectable dessert, the uh, juicy raspberries, toasted coconut, and a dash of vanilla take the smooth and creamy, hazy IPA to the lavish limit. So I will be the, uh, you know, uh, time will tell if that is the case. But uh, yeah, that's what I've got, Urbanaut, <laughs> Raspberry Lamington, Hazy IPA. Weird. I'm interested to hear how it sounds because it's the closest
1: thing to when I did duncan's whippy ipa in like week four or five and i personally didn't enjoy it because mm-hmm. i found the weird like milkiness strange but yeah, but, you know, yeah i won't yeah. pass judgment on your beer uh really quick question raspberry lamington or chocolate lamington both now and growing up i was always a raspberry lamington guy and now i think i've shifted to chocolate
0: yeah i'm I uh, i I actually no, i think i was reversed growing up i was always chocolate lamington but I think if I was to get a Lamington these these days, I'd probably go a raspberry. Mm. But I I cannot tell you the last time I had a, a Lamington.
1: Yeah, I don't think I can either. Yeah, I mean it is just basically sponge with coconut, isn't it? But yeah, when you're a kid, but that's exciting. Such a good sponge. Um, today I am drinking uh, parrot dog. Oh, and- nice. Again, it's part of the core range, which is questionable to be able to buy single cans. I think you can some places and some places you can't. But nevertheless, I'm drinking the Falcon, an APA. And part of the reason Uh... why I give myself a pass on this is we have been trying our, our, our best to sort of work through the core ranges. I think the last beer that I did was Garage Project's Garagista. I think yep. it's always helpful to give our reviews on sort of core range. Of course, we've done the Bitter Bitch, uh, Parrot Dog's Classic IPA. So I'm interested to see where the APA, uh, a beer style that I wouldn't traditionally go for, like it would sit mm. under the IPA and the Hazy IPA, maybe APA would be next. Uh, yep. I'm interested to see where sort of slots in, and I'm not sure I've ever, I've ever done an APA today so falcon it Uh, is shall we crack them open yes let's cheers to you my friend cheers Mm, that's pretty nice that is nice i mean it does say citrus and tropical fruit i know that apas and IPAs are all about the hops they use but it's just i feel like it's so specific to the beer Mm, um true First, first sip was surprisingly citrusy, which I'm looking forward to. It's a really nice day here in Wellington. Um, Matt and I are both decked out in singlet, so something. Sort yeah, of
0: unplanned, un- unplanned. <laughs> We're looking um, very cute.
1: We are looking cute, looking hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice first sip. I think this is maybe going to score higher than I thought. I'll just Ooh. leave it at that.
0: Nice. You never underestimate the the standard, uh, you know. But I I, I got to say, mine. Uh, Raspberry's come through, man, and I'm liking it. Uh, uh, I've only had one sip and I've, I've, or I want another, but I won't because that's that's not the first sip uh, impression. Um, well, you can. You just have to stop talking. <laughs> uh, okay, well, give me one second. <sighs> this is your second sip yeah, review now. This is my second sip review. Yeah, the raspberry comes like the whole way through from like first touch in the mouth to back of the throat. <laughs> um it's such a weird description always so sexual um, I, well, I only if you take it there Ah, uh, but yeah I mean I'm taking it there because I really like this mm. um I get what you mean in the sense of like some can definitely have that cr- like creamy nature about yeah. it and I don't I don't really much go for that kind of taste but I feel like the raspberry kind of comes over top of that more than the creaminess which kind of balances it out a little bit more i mean if you were to put this on a glass and give it to someone i i actually don't know if you'd be able to really tell straight away if it was like a like a beer i think you'd take a sip and be like what am i drinking um which i once again my palate is strange i like strange things i this i think i'm going to enjoy this this is something completely different to what i've had across brulette so far nice
1: could be two high scoring beers for our our week back after the hiatus Mm. Uh, and Mm. it has been a hiatus so we've missed two Thursdays yep um, sort of by design Uh, one of them I was off doing something I can't remember and then last Thursday was uh, I was filming filming this five day short film that I did last week uh, which is very exciting through the Miramar creative center here in Wellington, which is, uh, the, it's a Victoria university affiliate sort of building, but it's by park road post. So it's all sort of, you know, high tech Peter Jackson type situation. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I, I would have definitely talked about this before we went on break. Uh, yeah, sh- short film. Um, so sort of like 15 minutes There were three of us in the cast, um it's called buzzkill uh i think i can talk about it a little bit because they ran a boosted campaign and talked about the film quite a lot so it's called buzzkill and it's about uh, the character who i play whose name is chris uh who's sort of in the early stages of a relationship with uh, a girl called mia and based on their sort of lack of Sexual chemistry explosion, uh, Chris. I should also say this is sort of a sixteen ish territory, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. St- if you're listening, kids the, car, parents the kids now. <laughs> parents. Um, anyway, Chris sort of envisions uh, one of Mia's sex toys to to come to life and sort of a a hallucinogenic personification uh, of his uh, lack of confidence and. Uh, inadequacy and jealousy of uh, his his inabilities to connect with Mia sexually so the whole film is about him uh, and his relationship with with this male character Pinky and uh, how he deals with it um, it's really funny which is nice yeah, uh, to did. do it to do a comedy uh, but ultimately like I think it has pretty there's some pretty good messages in there about talking about sex and talking about relationships and and trust and pleasure and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, excited for people to see it. It was a lot of fun to shoot. It was very silly. Um, But, yeah, so it took five days. There was quite a lot of schedule sort of changing around because I'd say about a third of the film needed to be filmed outside. Permits were declined. We meant to film at Breaker Bay. That didn't happen, so we had to... Scout a new location, ended up filming at Princess Bay. I spent about eight hours one day at Princess Bay in long black jeans and a Barker's long sleeve shirt, which was pretty <laughs> difficult filming conditions. And then the next day, we were out on literally the top of a hill looking over the Cook Strait in almost gale force winds for four hours. So that was also, you know an outdoor experience, but yeah, it was really fun. Love the film. Um, I was probably the most, yeah, the most significant film project that I've worked on from like a mm. start to finish, uh, being a main character, figuring it all out and rehearsal process and then shooting on the day. So that was a lot of, a lot of fun and felt kind of quite significant to me as an actor. And I really enjoyed mm. it. And I hope the performance that I gave was decent, but as we know, it all depends on editing, and there was a lot of stuff that was like, we're going to have to do the sound in ADR because the wind is so loud. Oh, the yeah. sun sun is moving. It's really fascinating to see the sort of translation of a script which seems pretty simple. 15 pages, maybe 17 scenes, you know, X amount of shots. And then you go, oh, the sun is there and we can't block it. <laughs> yeah. There are shadows. Yeah. Being, being part of the film crew it must just be such a constant problem-solving job and you can see why everything is done in, in sight
0: and sound yeah, stages just whenever say, possible yeah because studios uh, you can control everything
1: yeah filming outside is just just asking for trouble. <laughs> why there's <laughs> always people driving around cars just leave
0: us alone let us shoot this film
1: <laughs> um but yeah the film was good fun and day two of the film was my birthday which was really we nice all... Uh, and actually, because of the schedule changes, the filming on my birthday changed. So I actually had a couple of hours in the morning, uh, more than I thought I would have. So I had some time with Fran, went and had breakfast with her and my mum, and then managed to get home after shooting for an hour and a bit before going off for dinner. Uh, and we went to dinner at Hair Kai which yeah. uh, is, if, if you don't know, not from Wellington, not from New Zealand. It's probably one of New Zealand's, I guess, most... Uh, What's the word? It's built a reputation over the last year as kind of being one of the fine dining restaurants in New Zealand. Uh, Monique Fiso is the chef, and it's all about honouring and and using uh, native Maori uh, ingredients. Um, and it man, it was it was a thing. It was mm. three and a half hours long. Wow! Not in a How bad way. Courses? Not in a good way. Uh, s- seven, seven, wow. eight but it was like, it was a thing. I just say how long it was as kind of like a, you know, the people came over every course and told us about the ingredients and the stories and how they'd been sourced. Very performative. Like you would have have to basically be an actor to work there. Um, but yeah, so that was a that was a whole crazy thing, and uh, we had a really nice night, which was cool. Um, and then yeah, that was that was basically my birthday, and it was quite nice to film on my birthday because it gave me something to do. We've spoken about this before: the sort of best yeah. and worst days. Happy birthday! On it was nice to just be filming on a set, something I really enjoy doing on
0: my birthday which was great doing your pet yeah doing your passion it's i mean it's it's what we want to do yeah i I think i think that's so cool yeah um and then yeah the rest of the week was pretty
1: chill and so the last few days since then have been kind of just sort of recovering physically and getting back used to things sort of post film blues is very interesting Uh, anyone who's worked in theater knows of the sort of post show blues and post film blues is sort of different because you haven't, you haven't known the people for quite so long, but in some ways the, the days are more intensive. Like it's very short, sharp relationship with with people. Um, so yeah, that, that was sort of the bulk of the last couple of weeks for me. Um, yeah, it's a couple of other things to talk about with the film, but we don't necessarily need to hit them all this week. Maybe we'll circle back around to them and and what are you watching if, if there's time, but I want to wanna flip the proverbial mic over to you and ask how you've been,
0: my bro. How I've been, how I've been, how have I been? Uh, yeah, look, the past two weeks have been great. Like, they've been really good, nothing to really complain about at all, uh, which is always nice. Um, I am back at my apartment as of yesterday, so I've only just moved back to my apartment. Um, and I'm back at work, uh, you know, with all of, you know, if you're not New Zealand or you are New Zealand, obviously, you know, COVID is, is still a thing, um, and is still affecting us Aucklanders up here, but, uh, as a couple of weeks ago, we got the opportunity to step down a stage, um, in the system, so retail was able to go back to work. And I basically was like, yeah, I need to, I need to go back to work. I need to, I need to start getting some money, especially for the summer, because um, I've been burning through my savings. And yeah, so I've secured myself Sunday Monday shifts for the foreseeable future uh, at High Street, which is five minutes away from my apartment, so convenient. Um, and working the odd shift here and there throughout the week, but trying not to overextend myself too much as well, because the whole point is that I was trying to get out. I don't want to fully commit to being back in, um, so, you know, still keeping it open for, obviously, the podcast, and if auditions come through, I'm going to be starting rehearsals for my show, um, again, really soon as well, so, yeah, just trying to get enough money in the bank to kind of just, you know, just to get through, I guess, um, and, yeah, uh, I mean, what else has happened? Over the past couple of weeks, I've really started, uh, kicking off my TikTok, um drop yeah, a handle. But, Yeah, uh MJ Stain. Uh yeah, M J Stayan. Spell um, stayin'. Stayin' uh, S T A I J E N. Um sounds like staging, but it's stayin'. You really should have made imp- it staying alive. Yeah, I you know, there's a lot of things I should have done <laughs> uh in my life and I just haven't really capitalized on those opportunities. Um uh, Matthew Sargent, uh you know it's another good one. I used to get bullied as as a kid. Um Anyway, uh, I've started my TikTok, which is really cool. Um, Morgan's pretty much like the drive of me wanting to do, I mean, I've had a TikTok and I made a few last year. Um, but you know, Morgan started filming and things and making some really good ones and we've done some together as well, which is really cool. And yeah, I'm kind of just getting a little bit, I haven't, I haven't done a lot at all, but it kind of just makes me think a little bit more outside of the box about content and what people are going to find funny and things. And, um, it's amazing looking at how TikTok works and it's algorithms and hashtags and what gets seen and what doesn't get seen and, and you know your followers and likes and all of that and how it all works it's just been very interesting to kind of watch and see um so yeah i'm kind of just enjoying that at the moment um i must admit i do spend too much time just scrolling through tiktok it is it is a disease um but it's fun it's fun when you're involved in it i guess you know not uh, you know uh, putting content out there and creating content is really cool so that's a lot of fun um man what else has happened in the past few weeks? i'm just looking down at my uh at my notes oh yeah uh great yep i'm great um i guess the other thing to kind of look forward to uh for us aucklanders at least is the kind of announcement of the next stage of covid and the traffic light system and things and That'll be coming in place next week, and uh, the borders are reopening on the 15th of December, so looking at coming down to Wellington for a little bit, just a little weekend getaway. So, yeah, I think, you know, not that, I mean, you know, I say freedoms, you know, very liberally, um, but yeah, just to kind of, you know, be able to do a few more things a little bit more, and I guess a little bit more safely, which is, I guess, the, the biggest key about this new traffic light system, is being able to do things, but being able to do it safely. Um, got the vaccine pass, all of that. So, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to summer. It's going to be interesting to see what I actually get up to. I know it's going to be, like I said, involved with my show and stuff, but, yeah, the past two weeks have kind of just been very nice and, like, kind of soul fulfilling the relationship is really good so I kind of look forward to you know summer and the start of next year and I look quite positively on it which is a really nice to think and see so yeah it's uh it's been a nice little break but uh it is it is nice to be back also
1: nice nice well I know it's not my turn on question time but I did want to ask you really quickly having having watched a couple of your TikToks, enjoyed a couple of your TikToks, uh, tried to convince Fran that we should watch a certain movie simply based off one of her TikToks, and her saying, that's not a good movie, you just want to watch that because Matt's TikTok, and I am in that, yes, that's the case. How do you decide stuff to, to make? Like, the two that I saw were the Friends one and the Nacho Libre one. Yep. With, I presume, I mean, have did you see someone do those clips and you also did them or are you finding clips of your own that you just decide that's funny i'll turn it into 15 seconds like take me inside your your tiktok making process
0: yeah so i mean uh, that's what i was talking about in the send like there are like trends right we all know what trends are you go through tiktok and you see everyone doing like exactly the same thing so people do people kind of just take other people's content and either just completely repurpose it or make it their own Um, So I saw someone on TikTok um, dressed completely as Jack Black, like the Nacho Libre character, blue polo, filthy mustache, permed hair, doing that exact TikTok. And I was like, that's, that's, I love this scene. I love this movie. That's funny. I want to do that. And then spun it in a way of obviously being in lockdown instead of doing like a complete replica of, of that scene um that friends one i basically was like i really want to find a really good joey clip um so just kind of filtered through the friends tiktok and found some clips that i really liked and then just decided which clip i wanted to do but i i think i i logistically think like how i'm go, how am i going to make this interesting if i do it um But yeah, it is hard because I, I try and think of things and I'm like, nah, that's, nah, that's not funny. No, that's not funny. Nah, no. Oh yeah, I'll try that. I try it. It doesn't work. So yeah, I think I, I think I just need to kind of get out of my like perfectionist creative brain a little bit more. And I think just have a little bit more freedom in the sense of just having fun with it and just trying other things. But I think the, the thing that I actually quite enjoy the most is like, you know, my little adventure that I had with Morgan. Um, you know, we basically just went and did uh, a day of just going around Auckland and purchasing a few treats. Um, and that was actually a lot of fun because it was just, it felt weird actually filming the trip. But I was like, this is actually kind of cool. Like, I'm documenting this really cool day. So, you know, five-second clip here, five-second clip here, you know, making a a dirty, filthy little clip of me eating a beautiful banoffee slice. Like, it, it felt weird, but at the same time, I was like, this is, this is cool to document it. Um, And then to edit it in a, a creative way, I find quite entertaining, so there's the comedy side of it but then also I think the kind of lifestyle side of TikTok I also enjoy as well so I'm just trying to figure out what my niche is because that's what they say about TikTok is that you got to have a niche it's like why are people coming to your page like what are that what do they expect so I kind of think people with me to kind of just expect like entertainment obviously like I'm not like a, a lifestyle coach uh, so it'd be entertainment and then basically just like lifestyle behind the scenes but in a expressed and shown in a fun, creative way. Nice. I think if it's so long
1: as it stays like interesting and creative to you and doesn't become a not that I'm suggesting it will, but just Hmm. knowing from experience, having, you know, gone in and out of as we all have, Instagram and Facebook and when it becomes sort of work and you're just trying to put stuff out to put stuff out, I think that's when it would become draining. But so long as you just like, Hmm, what is inspiring to me? What do I think is funny? I think it's a great way to challenge yourself and essentially what is like skit work, at least yeah, in exactly. the kinds of TikToks that I've seen you doing.
0: Mm. Yeah. well that's, that, that's exactly yeah. it. I, I'm kind of, I'm building up the confidence to like, cause you know, some people have some great like comedy sketches, like no dubs, you know, like they've created them themselves. I think what Kings has some really like great um, skits on his TikTok and stuff. And I I would like to get to the point where I, w- I am making my own, you know, uh, jokes and, you know, uh, I guess scripted comedy. Um, but at the moment, I will just use things that I've seen because it's easier for my brain at the moment. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. And you got to start somewhere, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. You're not going to just put something in and then well I mean maybe that does happen with the algorithms but yeah with the (laughs) ones that Fran has made some of her best stuff has had like nine views and then one random cake video that she made like has 50,000 views it's like why this makes no sense
0: yeah exactly it's really yeah it's really interesting the way that things get picked up and stuff so uh, yeah it's you just got to try it you just got to create it
1: the algorithms
0: the algorithms how can we please
1: the algorithms (laughs) We Be both it. had a sip at the same sip. time. There was yeah, a silence. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible timing from us. It's been too long. We're not used to this
0: sort of <laughs> beer drinking podcastery. True, true. Well, look, I'm glad you had a really good two weeks. Um, once again, I didn't say it at the top. Happy birthday for Thanks, last bro. week. Um, sorry I wasn't there this year. Um, but, you know, I'm still glad you had something going on in the sense of a creative adventure. That's so cool. Um, but we move into the next part uh, of this episode, and I have a question for you, sir. Please and thank um, you. It's it's quite interesting. It kind of fits in with my beer a little bit, in the sense of the uh, of the Lamington. <laughs> um, but but my question for you, real nice, light hearted. Um, as as a child, what was your go to dairy treat? Ooh, I thought you were going to say know, bakery they-
1: for a second. Oh Well, dairy I mean, treat. I
0: guess, I guess e- either raw, I guess I just always had big distinctive memories mm-hmm, of going mm-hmm. to the dairy for a treat. Yep. But I mean, if yours was a bakery, then I mean, no, uh, no, it's... it wasn't, it wasn't bakery. Um, yeah. So we used to have a dairy
1: at what I would almost say as like the top of my parents' street. Um, Not quite top of the street, turn left, uh, but near a bus stop the sort of lo- the closest bus stop to where I would get on for public transport and also the school bus. So both ideal and really unideal uh, <laughs> location for a dairy, depending on who you are. Um, and that dairy closed maybe in like year 12. Devastating oh. for it to shut. Cause that was the sort of time when you actually had started having your own money and actually, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but I can picture it in my head, the sort of, the visual layer of it. Um, interestingly, one of the, the guy, well, one of the people that I worked with on this film, one of the other actors, uh, a guy called Harrison Keefe, shout out, very talented actor, just finished uh, at Toi uh, He has a tattoo of Bubble Bill on his arm. The, the classic ice cream that has the, bubblegum nose on it and i that was probably my go-to ice cream um if i if i was gonna buy an ice cream but i think probably i was a lollies kid and from a lolly's perspective i would always lean into the sour peaches which you can still get and still are amazing uh sour grapes which i see less of Ooh. yeah true yeah all of those sour ones um I feel like I used to go for a sort of yeah, just sour lollies generally. I can I can visualize the pick and mix back when it used to be five cents a lolly. Oh my gosh. Generally so 10, good. Inflation killing us. Um, yeah, I, I think I was probably a, a dollar worth of one or two kinds of lollies type of a kid, maybe like a can of, uh, like, Golden Pash, you know those sort of golden oh, yeah. circle drinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe that mm-hmm. was an option, um, but yeah, I would say I would say most of the time it would have been been simple five cent lollies and almost always sour I can picture myself holding the bag, <laughs> the weight of twenty five cent lollies, and eating sort of
0: peach grape, peach grape, peach grape. Um, yeah, how about you? Nice, that's a, that's good. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, blew my mind i think it was it was everyone's childhood ice cream but mine was exactly the same i i was going to say for this answer it would be a a, a, a bubble bill no way that's wild yeah, man it's my favorite it was my that's favorite wild. every time every time i went to the dairy because it was treat time it would always be one of those um but in terms of the lollies mine were always uh coke bottles oh yeah and, um, uh, were they strawberries? No. The red ones. Yeah, but they were they strawberries, weren't they? And um, shaped like strawberries? I can't remember. I just remember them being red. They weren't cherries, because I didn't like cherries as a kid.
1: Yeah, I think oh, they you- still
0: have strawberries. Well, because, I mean, you're so, like, peaches, right? Like... They have Fijoas now as well. And for joas, yeah. Which I don't See, think I, I never, used to have back in the day. I'm sure
1: that's a last 10 years kind of a lolly invention. Yeah.
0: I, I'm pretty sure there used to be strawberry ones in the shape of a strawberry. Well, they look, were I'm my not going to tell you that there weren't. So That there, we'll say <laughs> there were say were Destroy my childhood, please do. <laughs> but yeah, they were my go-to. In terms of everything else, I can't really think of the rest of the dairy, but it was always a Boblo Bill. Something
1: about a bubble bill. I, I think there's three different flavors of ice cream there's a strawberry, there's a sort of caramel, and maybe a chocolate, and then it's covered in chocolate and the whole bubble gum at the end type situation. Just felt mm. like really good value for money. You sort of yeah. felt like you were getting lots of different things. <laughs> That's so true. And what also, do you I think? don't what think do they're think? that expensive. I think they're, I mean, I don't know about now. Even now, I would suggest they're probably $3 or cheaper. In, Back in the day, were
0: probably two fifty, maybe. Yeah, I would want to say it was around there. Mm. But yeah, I just can't believe what dairies used to cost back in the day. Because you're so right, just walking in with coins and just just walking out with treasure troves of yeah. lollies was so good. $1.50 dollar fifty ask, was a lot of money back then. Oh heck yeah. Um, what what would what would be your like go to pick up item from a dairy these days? <laughs> probably gum. <laughs> Yeah. How boring is that?
1: <laughs> um, a treat, a treat. Have you had to treat a yourself? Treat. I don't really go to dairies very often. Mm. Like, I don't say that as a dairy prude. I more mean that no. because we live near a four square, I yeah. go to the four square quite a lot, but that's quite a different experience, both True. from a volume of things they have to a, a mini sort knife. of, and also like the pricing is a little bit different. Mm. True. Um, as a treat, I was trying to think the last time again and again, because I've, you know, back in the day, I wasn't going to a dairy to buy like a loaf of bread or a bottle of milk. Whereas like sometimes <laughs> most of the time I'm in the dairy, I'm doing that sort of boring yep. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm getting a treat, it would probably be, I mean, I have bought a bag of sour peaches from a, uh, dairy recently, I think it would most likely be a cold, uh, soft drink of some description. I'm still a sucker for seeing that a can of soft drink costs like $1.50 or $1.80 or $2 and thinking that's probably pretty good value. Mm. And that might sort of, you know, if I'm cooking, having that might contribute, or if you're sort of buying fish and chips or something, you know, that extra sort of $1.50 you spend on a, a can of uh something is often uh, often nice compliment. so yeah, I'd say it's probably more often liquid than because i am not I'm not so much a sugar person anymore like i'm more yeah. like I'm way more likely to buy chips, but I'm, I feel like I buy those often enough that I can't really consider them to be treat <laughs> consider them a treat yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> they're a staple
1: yeah, I don't know what about you It seems like you uh, are part of the sort of ice cream gang
0: um oh n- not as much man honestly like if i wanted to treat myself away from something a little bit different in the freezer it'd be a cyclone oh
1: yeah man i was gonna say that three minutes ago i was like we can yeah. go into ice cream conversation oh no we won there might be another day Cyclone. stop it i'm bro. sorry i'm here I'm sorry. for it I- I'm sorry. But They're yeah, so love... good. they yeah, so cyclones
0: good. Cyclones are so good. I remember a distinctively one holiday trip we went. Uh, Mum, ex-partner, his kids, well, you know, it was a big family road trip. And we made it our mission to stop at every single dairy. And we got a different, uh, we got a new cyclone at every single dairy. And like, this was like a big road trip. So dairies were far in between each other. But we did it. Every single one we saw, we stopped and got a new cyclone because it was like midsummer, so hot. Road trip in the car—it was a distinct memory. It was—it was such a good time. But I still, I still love a cyclone. It's such a good combo.
1: Yeah, there's something about the shape of a cyclone, which.
0: isn't oh. In... <laughs> oh okay.
1: No, I just I, I think. <laughs> I knew it's you'd convenient.
0: Take that. It's a it's a it's, a, it's a convenient.
1: Uh, yeah, I just think there's what I always struggle with with something like a juice is because it's quite wide. You sort of have to end up eating it in a side to side fashion, mm-hmm. and then the drippability is harder to contain. Yep. Whereas the cylindrical nature of the cyclone, I think, is a more easy eating experience. Yeah, um, but I'm not going to say any more because you might make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes i like cyclones yeah as well. nice.
0: nice i don't know when i last had one to be honest i i had one i would say last week i think i had one not 20 minutes I, before we talked because <laughs> i went to the dairy to go get morgan something uh and i was like i'm getting myself something and i got myself a cyclone and another item which is my go-to dairy treat a gooey caramel crunchy Kit Kat, no chunky Kit Kat. The old, ever-changing Chunky Kit Kat, which has gone through many variations. Yeah, yeah. Gooey Caramel, though. I love it. You know, chunky, three separate pieces. You can have one chunk just to start off with, put it aside. You've got two more chunks for a little bit later. Actually, I used to fiend that at school. Drama
1: rehearsals, probably year 11, 12, and 13. Chunky Kit Kat was definitely definitely on. Mm. I don't know where I got money for this, though. I don't have a job. I was never really like, I think my parents were pretty standard when it came to, to pocket money. Like, never sort of had a, a childhood of mm. just regular money every week or every fortnight. I think maybe I got money for doing particular jobs, like painting the fence and that sort of stuff. But it does make you wonder, where was the money coming from? Because I definitely didn't have a job. So thanks, mum, and Dad. Thanks, mum. You know, Thanks, dad. For funding the dairy, the dairy trips of our yesteryears.
0: <laughs> yeah, weird. But yes,
1: very, very that, similar in our dairy Very interests. similar.
0: I like that. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Uh,
1: I remember reading a spinoff article. I think it was a spinoff a few years ago where they ra- they claimed to rank every New Zealand like singular lolly, which is something Ooh. I'd be interested in us doing. Well, I mean, we've yeah, got a fat stack of sort of eating challenges to do when we can finally be back in the same room. And hey, here's hoping that December will uh, will give give to us and then give it to the people by nature the of them people. listening.
0: It's what they want. It's all about the people. <laughs> exactly. It's not for they want to hear us eat food. Yeah. It's not, not just drink beer. It's not you and me. is for the people. <laughs> it's for you guys listening right now uh nice good answers good answers yeah. love it good, good question, question. Good thanks question. me <laughs> um it's been a couple of weeks
1: yes. since we were last on so i'm sure we've seen some things that have slipped through the cracks but mm-hmm. generally speaking uh what are you watching what have you been watching what what is exciting you on the screens at the moment games perhaps uh what what can you recommend to the people
0: yeah yeah uh yeah over the past few weeks uh uh a few movies a few new ones um t v series um it's yeah been some really good watches um basically it started off with uh army of thieves uh have you seen army as army of the dead uh like the dave Batista kind of zombie movie I don't think so, but army of Thieves... Army yeah of, <laughs> army of um, themes army of, uh, army
1: of thieves sounds familiar so i'm gonna look it up while you tell yeah more. so
0: army army of the dead came out first uh and then basically they did a prequel to that movie uh called army of thieves and it uh basically shows the origin story of one of the characters and in, in the original one uh ludwig uh theater and he's basically like this like uh, german safe cracker now i hadn't seen the first movie but nice. i was i was recommended to watch the prequel and it doesn't ruin the movie at all because it's a prequel but like this character is like phenomenal it's uh, such a good movie just for like his character in general i, I think it's just Such a great character. Such a lovable character. And the actor who, sorry, I didn't actually write that down in front of me, uh, who plays that character is brilliant. Um, So Army of Thieves, I think if you want something a little bit like action-y, but a little bit more light-hearted, really good recommend. Nice. Um, Yep, so put that on the list. Um, Next one after that, new one, new Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman. Have you heard or seen, watched that one? Looking it up. No, but
1: there were were lots and lots of poses for it when we were in London, like underground big time. 2019 it came out, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So watch the gentleman um, popped on Netflix. Uh, great, great. Uh, you know, big, big blockbuster cast, um, Guy Ritchie, you know, so real. You know, kind of, you know, big cuts and lots of little stories going on that kind of intertwine, and it's it's very well done and very smart. You know, so smartly done and smartly shot cinematography, the editing aspect of it as well. Um, brilliant film, and basically we love that so much that we wanted to watch Snatch, which is also a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, uh, back in the early two thousands, and yeah it, it snatches funny like you can so tell it's a 2000s film. Um, but yeah, there was kind of like a, a couple of days of of that kind of genre um, of movies of mm. Guy Ritchie, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then two series uh, that I watched over the past two weeks. Um, I binged one night I actually I haven't watched the last two episodes, but I finally started watching Squid games. So I've watched the first seven episodes uh, and me and Morgan are yet to watch the last two episodes together, Um, but love it. I like, I get the hype around it. Like it is really good. Certain aspects of it, which I'm kind of like, why is this in here? This is terrible. Yeah. But I think overall I I really enjoy it. Um, And then my last thing that I've been watching and I cannot recommend this show enough Uh, I don't think you have to be a fan of the genre, or you don't have to know what's going on, or anything like that, but basically, have you heard of a game called League of Legends, LOL? Yes. Yes. Riot Games, uh, basically the company behind LOL, um, have created a new series partnered with Netflix called Arcane. Mm -hmm. And it basically just runs off the kind of lore of the League of Legends, uh, and the characters that are in there. And there's just so much behind it. Anyway, they decided to create a TV show, um, and it's phenomenal. Like it's, it's so good. It's animated, um, voice acting. Actually, Hayley, uh, Hayley Steinfeld, um, voices one of the characters, um, and it's it's so good like the voice acting is brilliant the animation is so clean and so crisp uh the story itself is so well done the amount of emotion that is shown in the show is brilliant the action is so good so if you're into like fantasy you know kind of utopia dystopia it's in this weird kind of utopia dystopia kind of world clash of worlds um it's, it's brilliant. Uh, it, it's a really easy watch um, and very binge-worthy as well. Um, I think it's, you know, if you get through the first episode and you're not entirely sure, keep watching. Um, because you get invested very much in the stories that they're trying to tell. So, Arcane, if anything, from what I've watched over the past couple of months, uh, is the, my most enjoyable watch. Uh, 10 out of 10 from me, Arcane
1: nice well i haven't heard of that at all which i think is more rare than we probably give it credit for on Mm. what are you watching arcane i've written it down i've written down all your suggestions i need to take more of a a habit of that because you i get suggestions from you of what to watch every week and yet i still find myself sitting in front of the laptop going (laughs) what do i Hmm. watch (laughs) um nice nice mix I have a couple of things. I finally started watching Sex Education, albeit I've literally only watched an episode and a half, but I just <laughs> wanted to say that I uh, have begun um, nice. watching that. Uh, I really enjoyed the first episode, but, you know, it's just the first episode. Um, <laughs> sort of following on from Halloween, where I said I would mention that I, mm. I had watched Scream for the first time, uh, we decided to watch Scary Movie. The other night, the original scary movie. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Back whenever the scary movies were coming out, like early two thousands, but I don't think I saw many, if any, of them. I seem to remember the one based around Saw because I can I can remember Mm -hmm. the original scene, but I don't think I've seen any of the other films, and had never seen scary movie before. And if, if I have, I'd never seen Scream before to understand what Scary Movie was mocking. So I really enjoyed Scary Movie. Yeah. Knowing where the source material was coming from. So that was a really, really, uh, lighthearted watch. I would definitely recommend going back and watching it as 90 minutes of just, like, tasteless 2000s humor, um, yeah, really perfect for whatever the evening it was that we watched it. We maybe had like a couple of hours, didn't want to commit to anything too much. So scary movie. I, I go go back and give it 90 minutes. Uh, and then the other night I went and saw a film in the cinema. Hmm, um, jealous. I know, I know. Uh, and I went and saw Last Night Soho, the Edgar Wright movie. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I love Edgar Wright. I've probably seen Hot Fuzz more than any other movie in my life. Corneto trilogy is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Driver was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wanted to see this film for a whole lot of reasons. I mean, New Zealander, Thompson and McKenzie's in it. Um, you know, Matt Smith from Doctor Who. I love him, you know, all, all sorts of reasons to go. I love Ed Wright's comedy generally. I thought it would be sort of right on the border of, No, I don't like scary movies. He says, ironically, having watched a scary movie. Um, And I thought that this film would kind of just push the boundaries of where I find uh, movies to be enjoyable while being scary. And it probably was maybe slightly scarier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's a really good movie. I mean, visually, it's stunning. Like some of the, the camera tricks they pull off are amazing. Um, I think the story is, is pretty interesting. Um, definitely worth seeing, I think. Especially yes. especially if you like any of Edgar Wright's films, because the visual storytelling is very similar. The sort of shots that he uses uh, is all through, like, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Mm. So, mm. yeah, definitely recommend it uh, if you have access to the cinema. Um, and also it was just visually uh, breathtaking. Um, if you don't know anything about Last Night in Soho, it's essentially about, um, now I try and remember how much is in the trailer, but the trailer would, <laughs> would imply that uh, a young sort of college age uh, girl moves to London from wherever small village she's from and, and sort of begins this journey of, uh, I don't know, tra- I'll just say traveling to the, the 1960s in London and experiencing a different time then. Uh, But yeah, it was really good. And I did come out of that film like, Uh, and there's a performance in the film where there was an uh, older female actor who the whole film, I'm like, I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere. And Fran and I, we saw it together, came out from the film and we just couldn't figure out who the hell uh, she was. And then finally, after Fran, uh, looking it up, we finally realized and, and the penny dropped and I'll be interested for if you see it and if any, you know, other listeners see it, if immediately they, they understand who that actor is and what she's most known for from our generation's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, did I just, should I have known straight away or is it one of those like, what have you been in? And then you go like, <laughs> oh my God, you're this person. Um. So yeah, that was really nice. Although I did go after the last, day of filming for buzzkill so it was a bit of like a eight fifteen falling asleep thankfully yep. the the thrilling nature of the film kept me awake um <laughs> but yeah those are sort of my my main ones been keeping on top of a few other things uh latest series of survivor continues to chug along watch one episode of uh the new australian series of beauty and geek another day new, oh, Yeah sort of as one trash reality TV show finishes, so must <laughs> yep. another trash reality TV show take its place. Uh, but yeah, it's just been quite a busy couple of weeks. And I find the busier I am, the less stuff I watch. So, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but we're off to the South Island next week. So the evenings, when we're not doing anything interesting, I'm sure will be filled with, uh, with much film and television watching. So next week, who knows uh, when we will record definitely hoping to record somewhere from the South Island, but yeah, we're off on a bit of a roadie flying into Christchurch, driving down to Queenstown over the course of a week. Uh, have never done a road trip like that before. I've never really visited any of those areas of the South Island.
0: So yeah, all, all to look forward to next week. Nice. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, you know, it's hard. I gotta, I gotta bite my Auckland tongue. Uh, you being able to go and do all of this. Oh, how how could you? I, I think that's great. I mean, what a better time of the year to go and see the country. Um, as yeah, and a week getting before hotter, everyone else comes not. flooding
1: into Queenstown. Yeah, exactly, no man.
0: No, 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 no. None taken because it's so true. As soon as we all get released from here, it's going to... It's going to be an interesting to watch how it all goes. But that's the thing, the traffic light system, that's what it's there for, is that, you know, we are just going to be living with COVID, but we're going to be doing, you know, the right precautionary measures and stuff. But yes, I think, you know, if that is one, you're so right, if that is one message message to Aucklanders that are listening, um, do be very just courteous on where you go uh, across the summer if you go outside of Auckland. Um, just make sure you're taking the right steps for your own health, but for everyone else's health around New Zealand as well. Um, we don't want to, you know, make everyone else's life as hard as what it has been here. Um, but thankfully the traffic light system won't let that happen at least. So, um, yeah, everyone just, you know, be kind as every, uh, you know, famous celebrity host says, just, just be kind to one just, another. Just, just be kind. Just, just do Can it. Just be kind. It's not that hard. It's just, just, just smile. be kind tap on the back
1: oh, that's too much contact uh, to uh, keep ch- me oh uh, 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 bluetooth.
0: you're fired. bluetooth tap oh you're i'm sorry okay. um, your um, spokesperson
1: job. but yeah uh, i mean hopefully we we will have caught up in person within a month i mean it's a month till christmas
0: i know it's so weird isn't it, it is weird. Yeah. oh it's weird yeah it's gone so fast but so slow
1: yeah just sort of disgruntled years. Um, but yeah, counting counting down the weeks until we, we catch up. There may be a, an in-person uh, Bros and Brews episode to finish the year. That would be quite nice if we can make That'd that happen. Cool. But we're not yeah. quite counting our chickens before they hatch. True. Um, but that is very much on the cards for the rest of the year. And hey, we only have a, a couple more episodes to go before we take some form of a summer break. We haven't really discussed that, that yet. Of course, we have one more part of the... Uh, public service series trilogy to go. That'll definitely be done by the end of the year. We've got one other topic, which we've been sort of batting around for the best part Mm -hmm. of six months. Uh, there'll be another couple of weekly brews in, but yeah, very much in that kind of wind down to Christmas period. Um, I know it sounds, it sounds silly, but I'm
0: looking forward to, uh, having some time off. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely fair. (laughs) We can just enjoy our summer for a
1: little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've started getting a tan. The old area outside the flat. Yeah. Oh,
0: she is a heat trap. Nice. So you know, summer glow and coming. Yeah, man. I've started on mine already. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking good. I gotta, I just gotta wear my singlet more, as you can. Uh, yeah. James can see there is quite a little disjointedness, but yeah, I'm getting brown. Yeah. I'm getting there.
1: The other thing that I meant to say was, uh. I don't want to say the best birthday present that I got, but one of my favorite birthday presents was from Fran. I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but a couple oh, yeah, of uh, uh, off-brand water guns, and we had a little yep. war fight the other day. And holy, it was good fun. The <laughs> days of the water fight need to return. Yo. I mean, no drought sensitivity. Blah, 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 blah. Obviously
0: conserve water when you need to. But man, running around with a water gun, so good. So much fun. Yeah, I mean that's just it. we forget to be children sometimes, eh. To be a kid again. Mm. I mean it's been a
1: day of that, lemmingtons dairy trips. Yep. Scary movie. A little bit of a little bit of nostalgia today. Yeah, love that. Love and that. Speaking of uh speaking of of course kid experiences, drinking yeah. beers. Uh <laughs> oh, tell me my- <laughs> No, obviously. Uh we only uh recommend and condone drinking for people eighteen years old and over. Um how's your beer? What's
0: your score? Mm. Let me know your thoughts. So this has been a very interesting drink. Um the raspberry has come across the whole way through. Um hasn't been too creamy, which I like I said at the beginning I've enjoyed it not being too creamy. Um, the beer nature of it has come through the more and more I drink. Um, but it's been uh, like, it's been very pleasurable just because it's so different to everything else that we've had. Um, but I must admit there's a voice in my head saying, it's still not your favorite. Um, so it's high, but it's, it's not up there, up there. Uh, honestly it is very good and i would recommend this to people just for something different in the sense of a beer and definitely in the sense of a craft beer urban or you've done well i'm going to give it an 8.6 it's pretty good good. that's pretty good score um
1: for the falcon apa look i really enjoyed this from the first sip and i've got to say as i burp up some of it (laughs) i've enjoyed it all the way through I think it was a lot lighter than I expected Mm. a lot sort of more citrusy than I expected. I think a lot of the time I think of APAs as being down that sort of red ale type, slightly heavier than an IPA path, which I think it can be some of the time, but look, I'm not, I'm not ranking APAs generally. I'm ranking Paradox Falcon APA. And I've got to say, as I've drunk this, I've gone like, is this as good as a bit of bitch? If not, possibly better which i know i know for me is a big statement i am going to give the same score as what i gave the bitter bitch that's
0: respectable
1: which is an 8.5 uh before coming in today i would never ever let any other at least parrot dog core range touch on (laughs) the uh bitter bitch but i would be really interested to try the falcon and the bitter bitch together blind taste test and tell you which one I like more because i think they're they're really close and that's what Brulette's all been about is as being open to changing our preferences so yeah i give the falcon an 8.5 which really places it squarely in i'd say the top sort of 40 percent of
0: the bears oh yeah um Def- yeah definitely in the top range Goes to show you how consistent parrot dog is as well yeah this are so good. you know it's so good i i was just having a quick look as well the two urbanauts that i've had uh, also in the eights, I put mm. them. So Urbanaut doing something right up here as well. Yeah, well,
1: when we're in in person together and having some sort of delayed birthday drinks, I think certainly the uh the brulette slate of comparison is going to be on because we're coming yep. to the end of the year. The people need a sort of condensed list, so you've got that to look forward to as an audience whenever we sort ourselves out. Um, I vaguely promise with, with no real confidence yeah. that we'll follow up on it. But hey, if there's one thing that we can be relied on to do when we're together is have some yarns and have some beers. Um, so nice to catch up with you, bro, after what has felt like quite a long long time It has off. felt like, a, yeah, it has felt like ages. Yeah. And um, yeah, I definitely feel like sort of after this, this project, it's why well, I'm going away next week. But that kind of wrap up to, to Christmas and summer definitely feels on the way
0: oh yeah we're getting there well it's just uh, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like we should be there yet yeah but uh but we are <laughs> and and yeah that's that's a strange feeling but um no like i said earlier i'm glad you had a good two weeks bro and um safe travels for next week man i hope Thanks, bro. you uh safe and uh yeah just enjoy it uh very jealous very yeah. jealous and, and a loving jealous yes yes fair enough
1: fair enough i i don't begrudge the jealousy at all um but yeah next next week we'll see if and when we record It might be uh recording from somewhere in the south island it might be sort of post some interesting activities fran the plan master's got lots lined up so yeah we'll see what's happened but for today thank you as always matt uh the weekly brew 18 season three uh, to the audience nice to be back uh we've hope you, you've had a nice couple of weeks since you last listened whenever that was um we look forward to sort of rattling off a few more
0: episodes before christmas comes along Woo. jingle bells jingle bells jingle i'm gonna stop I'm that's sorry.
1: the one that's the one every time just never gets old um it's not december so no i know i shouldn't i i I smack myself on the Good. hand, I'm sorry. Good, That's your one warning. Um, <laughs> Christmas impending, summer impending. We hope you're all well wherever you're listening to this. If you're in the northern hemisphere, bunk down for winter, of course. Uh, but other than that, all that is left to be said from Matt and myself we'll see you next time. I'll Peace. Be waiting for you to come around, hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground.